Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. It is Tuesday, June 12th, 2018. If you would like to join us in the chat room along with Ollie J and our guests, please visit TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Scroll down to Vincent and Gala's picture. Click on that. That will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. We welcome your phone calls. If you have a question or a comment about Vincent's new release, Personal Touch. He is back um, with his debut release on Shanaki Records. It is called Personal Touch with eight new original songs and two standout covers. Vincent, welcome back to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hey, Terry, how are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's going on in Vegas? You staying cool? The heat? Oh, no. No such thing. (laughs) No such (laughs) thing. The heat is going on. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yes. And the air is always dry in Vegas. I remember uh, getting out of the pool in Vegas, and even though it was 100 degrees, I was still shivering because the air is so dry. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. And we're expecting triple digits. I think we're expecting 115 sometime this week. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's nothing crazy, about being cool in Vegas in the summertime at all. But um, right. I'm happy to have you. I'm happy to have you back. This new CD is so good. And um, oh, thank you. I have thank been hitting repeat on one of the covers that you just killed. K-I-L-T. It. <laughs> You killed it. So, um, (laughs) and I also wrote a review on Amazon.com. I'm calling Vincent the new Boney James with this release. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) no, you're too kind. Come on. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's my personal opinion, and I am sticking with that. Well, fair enough. I won't argue. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Now, there are eight new original songs on this, and as I said, two standout covers. Um, it is called Personal Touch, um, and I can see why. Um, so explain, uh, tell the listeners about the CD. Well, it's uh, it's very personal, pardon the pun, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> as mm-hmm. the title suggests, but um, it's my fifth studio record, and I think what really makes this one stand out um, is that I did all of the instrumentation this time on the entire record. I didn't uh, bring in any outside guests or musicians. Yeah. I just kind of sat down and got to work more or less. And uh, I didn't go into the project with, with that intention. It just kind of happened. You know, I get creative and you keep going and going and songs start to form and they become finished and the more I kept going along that route, I said, you know, there's really no need to bring in anybody here. I think I'm, I'm happy with what's going on, the production, the songwriting, the quality. And it started to just kind of take on a life of its own, the music. And I just rolled with it. And uh, the end result came uh, of that title, Personal Touch, which kind of means, you know, I put my personal touch on it as far as the instruments. And it's kind of... Uh, 
it's 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 very from the heart because a musician you know it's it's like uh, when we create music it's an extension of our our soul and our mind Mm -hmm. and it's just a another creative art form so it's that it's that way too and um personal touch also kind of has a little you know kind of uh little love loveness to it a little sensual title it's kind of like a two-for-one you know what a personal touch it kind of it kind of went hand in hand with some of the tracks with the music, which I think coincided. It's kind of a moody record, but in a good way. You know, there's a lot of different vibes going on, so I think yeah. it. Uh, I kind of I think it fit the mu- the title fit the music uh, pretty nice. I think. Okay, now you are playing all of the instruments. What instruments are those? Well, um, there's drums on there, and I did live drums on a couple of the tracks, and then the other ones are just programmed drums, um, keyboards guitar, bass, um, the saxophones, and I even did the vocals on the record, some of the background vocals. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's just something that I've always been intrigued with in, in, in the studio sense. You know, from a very young age, I think around at least 10 years old or so, I, I had a four-track recorder. And it was this basically, for, for people that don't know what that means, it's a machine that enables me to keep layering instruments on top of one another. So in other words, if I played the drums, uh, I record my drum track and then I would pick up the guitar and play the guitar over what I just recorded on the drums. And then I would Mm -hmm. play the bass over what I just recorded on guitar and drums. So I would just keep layering. That's called multi-track recording. And a lot of bands do that. And a lot of uh, musicians do that. It's just a form of recording. It's a technique. And I, I've had a lot of experience doing that from a young age because I've been very intrigued by it, and I always loved doing that. And so um, today we do the same thing, but it's just done on the computer, and it's done digitally. So I had to learn at some point I had to transition over uh, from doing it on an actual cassette tape machine, which was still analog at the time, to doing it digitally on the computer. So I, I, I learned that all through high school. But the same principles apply. So I just love seeing a song come to life instrument by instrument, step by step. And it's just, there's endless possibilities. You could take it wherever you want to go musically. You know, you have a plethora of sounds to choose from. And you could just literally take it in any direction that you want. So it's it's part of the creative process. It's part of the writing process. It's, it's amazing, you know, and, it, and it's cool to see all these songs come to life slowly and surely, step-by-step step when you're making the mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. You know, Vincent, I think I have interviewed you about all of your CDs going back to your debut release. Um, and every CD, each one is better than the other. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you that not one of your CDs are bad. Not one. Thank you. Um, Thank and you. you're such a talented young man. And I love seeing you played live. I recently saw Vincent on the Dave Cos Cruise. He was playing with Jonathan Fritzen and he also had his, his own shows and Vincent's shows are high energy. Um, just so good. If you've not seen Vincent in, in concert, you definitely need to buy a ticket and go check him out. It's, he's so, so good. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I just went back to, to look at all of your music and and there's some some I, so a question I want to ask you about the covers that you do, but I'll do that in just a bit because I want to get to the music. But I also want to mention that I came across an excellent, excellent review of Personal Touch done by Keith Richard from the jazzworld.com. And he broke this review down song by song. 
and it is so good. And so I'm going to read the review during um, as I play a song so you can get a, um, a feel for what, how Richard Keats feels about this uh, CD. And you can read the full review at thejazzworld.com slash Vincent and Gala. So definitely check that out. All right, Vincent, I am going to start with the single that is out now. Mm-hmm. called Personal Touch. This is the title track. And, Absolutely. Uh, oh, so let me, <laughs> let me read what Keith says <laughs> about that. Um, he said, the set opens with the first single and the title track, Personal Touch. If you have never heard a Vincent N'Gala song, this song perfectly showcases N'Gala's style. He is really good at playing those long-winded riffs, and about halfway through, he totally murders the bridge, and you will immediately want to hear more <laughs> of what he is offering. I highlighted that part where he said he is totally murdering that bridge. That is my favorite part <laughs> of the song. <laughs> that is hysterical. I never heard anybody refer to uh, a part in the song as murdering it. That's, that's hysterical. Oh, my God. It's so good. All right, so tell me about the song, and then I'll play it. Well, I just I just came up with this song back in November. It's it's fairly recent, and uh, I had that riff in my head at least two or three years ago. I, I mean, I have on my voice memos in the iPhone. I, I have a, a clip of me humming that in the phone, going da 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 And I just never did anything with it for years. You know, that's just that's how a lot of these things work. They they kind of just get recycled after a couple of years. And so I just kind of, uh, I found that in the phone. You know, I think a lot of us, that's, that's, that's how we come across a lot of ideas. We just, we just record them and we come back to them uh, later on at a later time. But uh, I, I, I never forgot about that lick, that little, that little riff. And so I, I decided to develop this only back in November, like six months mm-hmm. ago. And it came together very quick. It came together very quick. Um, that's really how I work. You know, it takes a while for me to start working on something, but when I do, I just go very rapidly. Like a, a lot of these songs, I do probably 85% of the work of the whole entire song in one sitting. That's no mm. lie. Because I just get on a roll and I start hearing all these things in my head, and sometimes I'll just go all day long, you know, but then, I'll, then I won't do anything for a while. So it's, mm-hmm. that's how my process always has been, and that was the case with this song. So um, it, it quickly became one of my favorite songs to work on on the record because I loved, I loved the sound that I was getting out of it, and I think it was really kind of, uh, I think it was a track that really kind of was coming to define the whole record. In other words, I had a lot of other songs in the can already, but I think this one was really starting to shape in my mind the record where I say, okay, now we really got something here. I think this is something that's going to define. The record, I, I and I knew that this was probably going to kick off the record. So, um, okay. I just remember playing it in the car over and over again. How I was so excited to hear this come to life, you know, and uh, that's why it, you know, probably became the title track. And I think uh, it matches the title perfectly. That's that's personal touch. That's it. Here it is. All right, this is personal touch. Thank you. 
track from Vincent Ngala's brand new release, Personal Touch. Now, Vincent, let me tell you why I say you are the new Boney James. I heard this song on my car radio, but I came in while it was already playing. So I didn't know who it was. I, that was my first time hearing the song. I didn't know who it was. And there was no, right. sometimes on my screen, it will tell me who the artist is, but it, that hadn't come up yet. So I thought Boney had released a new single. <laughs> and that was my first thought. And so then when the song ended and the DJ said who said your name, I was like, oh, my God, that sounds so much like Bonnie James. <laughs> so this is why oh, I called great. you the new Bonnie James. Yes, yes. And I think, well, you, ha- you had the you had the true blindfold test because you, you, you couldn't see who the name was. So that's 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 funny. That's cool. Yes, yes. And so I think that anybody listening to this CD, not knowing who you are, and if they listen to it like I did on my car radio, they would immediately think it was Boney as well. Um, so I think you know that's a great a great um, compliment um, for to your music um, and your, your oh, of playing. course that's a tremendous yeah. compliment. I appreciate yeah. that very much. And yeah, it's you funny know? you said that because I, I uh, if someone ha- hasn't heard my music before, which you know there's always people that discover music every mm-hmm. single day that they're not mm-hmm. aware of. I would probably want them to hear this record first because um you know, I'm not I'm not ashamed of my my old albums at all, you know, but I think as artists what we want and we always strive for is self-improvement and yeah. you know, we're always striving to be better, be better players, better songwriters, uh better producers and I think that uh you know, you always want somebody to hear your most current work. But I think that, you know, I think um, everything all around, you know, production-wise and playing and songwriting, I, 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 I this is this would be the record I would want people to hear first if they if they hadn't heard my mm. music in the past, and that's just a personal preference, you know. But I, I, I think every, I think everybody always wants someone to hear their their latest work because you know they're they're it's exciting and it's new, and that's certainly the case with this this new record. So, but thank you for mm-hmm. saying that. Oh, you're welcome. You're so welcome. Now, um, I mentioned earlier that you are with Shiny Key Records. Um, how long have you been with them? This is my first record ever with Shiny Key. And, and, you know, as you may have known in the past, I've always done uh, independent releases. I've been independent up until this new record. But uh, I signed with them for this new record and, uh, you know, couldn't be happier so far. Everything's been going fantastic. And they're a tremendous label because they're, they have an eclectic um, – eclectic group of artists you know spawns over 30 years they've been around a while and they have jazz on their label they have r&b they have some um urban hip-hop acts 
They have Christian groups. So it's kind of an eclectic label, which is great because there's kind of a um, a well-rounded group of artists and music genres. But a lot of their artists have footprints in both worlds, R&B and jazz, and I think that was really a perfect fit, especially for this new record, because I think uh, there's some crossover potential, and I think it kind of the vibe dips into both worlds too. So I think you know, I think the, the, it was a perfect uh, pairing for this new record and this new label, new record, new label, and so I think um, I think it was a good move, and I love working with everybody on the label. They're fantastic, and so it's been uh, very exciting, and, and it's been tremendous so far. So couldn't ask for a better uh, first debut on, on a label because that's, that's that, you know that's a big step for me. I, I it's the first time I've ever done that. So, but um, it's it's all good for sure. Okay, well I would like to read um, the vice the VP of Shaniki Entertainment. Um, I'd like to read what he said about you. His name is Danny Weiss, and he said with Vincent Danny Weiss, uh, yep. Weiss, thank you. Uh, with Vincent, the sky is the limit. He's bursting with talent, and in fact, he's played every note on this new CD. Still in his early 20s, Vincent has already established himself on the top rung of the smooth jazz ladder, and we're looking forward to taking him to the next level. With his knowledge and interest in all styles of music, there's no telling where he'll go from here. And that is Denny Weiss, um, VP of Shawnee Key Entertainment. Uh, that's a nice, nice, uh, nice little uh, there for you. Yeah, definitely. So now Ollie has a question. He's in the chat room. He wants to know when you play songs off the new CD, are you pleased with the way other players do what you did? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, every time I come out with a new record, I have to um, decide how I want to do it live. And so, you know, for the most part, I've always. Uh, kind of had to figure out how to do this because for the most part I've done, I've always done the instruments on a lot of my other records too. So I'm always faced with the same thing. So um, I think it, I, I like, I like it. I, I, yes, I am pleased. I think they do a good job, you know, and it's just, uh, it, it's cool to hear somebody play. It, it, let me, let's put it this way. It's cool to always hear somebody interpret the way you played something. So I, I enjoy whenever I go out with my band and uh, hear them play. It's it's always great to do these songs live, and uh, they always nail it. But it's it's I get a kick out of it. I think it's fun because you know there's a lot of times bands used to be live in the studio, and everybody yeah. had their own unique part. But now it's like I got to teach four or five guys. They're playing what I played, so it's like it's kind of nerve wracking because I'm I have to be aware of every single part. But uh, mm-hmm. it's also really fun at the same time, and 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 I and they don't have to play it exactly to a T like the record. I mean, I, I do like to hear it like the record, but I enjoy when they put their own personal spin on it, you know. And that's 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 the main reason why I choose to work with a certain uh, artist in, in my band because he has a he has a nice touch or he has a certain unique style, and I enjoy hearing him interpret, you know, my material or whatever material that we're playing because I love his style so much. So it kind of gives it a little more of a live feel. And uh, it's, 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 it's great. I, I, I enjoy it. I get a kick out of it. Okay, good, good. All right. Um, I mentioned the covers. I'm going to play one of the covers. This next song, if you were here tonight, this song ah. right here, this is the song of the year for me. I mean, you just... <laughs> 
you just killed this song right here. This is a cover song. Uh, this is Alexander O'Neill's um, song, and you just, I'm telling you, tore it up. Now, Keith Richard from the jazzworld.com said about this song, first off, I want to give props for the song Choice, and the performance is so smooth. My only gripe is that I could have used another two minutes of the song. Instead of three and a half minutes, it needed to be five minutes. Just my personal preference. It feels good. You need to go longer. I agree with him 100%. It is too short. Well, if you come to the show, we'll do a longer version. So (laughs) So good, though. Tell me about this song, and why did you choose it? Well, you know, this uh, this is a classic for sure. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved this song. And uh, again, I got to give props to my father for uh, first introducing me to this song, you know, a couple of years ago. We, he, he's got the ear for uh, the good obscure remakes. And then we're, we're on the same page a lot with that. We both, we're always got our ears open for potential songs that would be good to redo. And, you know, I always like to uh, go for the obscure and the ones that people might have forgot about over the years, you know, but nonetheless, we're still a hit, but just be cool to bring them back and just kind of refresh them, give them a little updating, if you will. And the funny part about it is in the past, they've always kind of steered towards 70s covers. You know, I did a lot of Philadelphia international stuff and some, uh, some moments remakes. So this is, but this is the first time that I ventured into the 80s. Uh, for my remakes, so both of the remakes on this record. So I've, uh, I've I've finally graduated, Terry, into the 80s now. We're out of the <laughs> 70s, <laughs> and we're into the 80s. And there, and it's you know what's amazing? I didn't really know just how many fans there are of Alexander O'Neill because I've been playing this in my new show for this year. I, I have I put this song in the show, the live show, and every time I talk about this, it gets a big response. I mean, Alexander O'Neill was a uh, a definitive R&B voice of the 80s. Had a lot of great hits. But this was the cut. I think this was the slow jam that really a lot of people remember and could relate to. And it was it was really made for the saxophone. The way he sang it, it just fits perfectly with the voicing, especially on the tenor saxophone, to be able to do it. And that's important because you can't just you can't just necessarily redo any song. You know, it has to be able to work and the melody has to be strong enough where if you stripped out the vocals, is it still strong as an instrumental? Mm-hmm. And the answer was yes to this song. And so, um, again, it just came to life really quickly, and it just kind of took on a, a nature of its own. And so I think uh, I think people will remember the original, but also uh, appreciate a little reworking of it slightly and uh, in a new interpretation, hear the song in a, in a new light. So that's that. Well, here is Vincent's reversion or vision of Alexander O'Neill's If You Were Here Tonight.
that's the jam right there, y'all. I'm telling you, that is the jam right there. Oh, that song is so good. <laughs> if you were here tonight, Thank that you. is version. Thank you. Oh, my God. And I love the way the saxophone comes in on that. Oh, so good. So good. I'm glad that's you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Yes, definitely. Now, you <laughs> mentioned the moments, and I went back and looked at your previous releases and the covers that you did on there. Um, Can't Stop Now, you did Sexy Mama, North and Soul, you did What It Take, uh, What Does It Take, and you mentioned the moments, and you did a cover of the moments, Look At Me, I'm In Love. That song came mm-hmm. out in 1975. You weren't even born then. No. And your parents no, far, probably hadn't even met each born. other at that point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, you're pro- that's, that's probably true. Probably so true. I'm like, why did you choose that song? What was it about Look At Me, I'm In Love that you had to cover? Well, first of all, it's a beautiful song. It'll make you cry if you listen to the lyrics. It's about a man that's saying, look at me. What happened to me? I'm in love. And he's saying, I finally found the right girl, someone I could spend my life with. And the preacher saying she's my girl, and it's 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 a beautiful song, and it has beautiful chords in it. And again, the melody is is very strong. Where if you would take out the lyrics, and it was mm-hmm. an instrumental, does it still hold up? And yes, it does. And so, um, just that's just another example of another song in that same category that that works for the sax, and it's it's beautiful melody. So I I, I had to do that song, and I think. It also fit that category of songs where, you know, I'm bringing it back. People remember that from back in the day and, you know, kind of kind of needs a little refreshing and kind of just wanted yeah. to rework it. It just it, it kind of just fits in that uh, it fits in the same category of the uh, of my um, my my checklist for remakes, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on the Coast to Coast CD, you did Baby, I'm Hooked, Right Into Your Love with DW3. You know, Vincent, I feel like you're very selective when it comes to the songs that you cover. You know, it's not very selective, yes. Yeah, you just don't pick a song. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. No, absolutely. I treat it almost like a a song that I've written for the record. You know, it has to kind of, it has to feel personal and it has to be part of it. you got to be careful. You know, you can't just yeah. redo any song. And I, I, I take it very seriously. And there's there's a lot of songs that get auditioned, and I, I, I do demos on them, and I want them to work. You know, and I, you know, I get mad when they don't work, but they just they don't make the cut. You know, as mm-hmm. much as you want to put them on there, or you think people enjoy it, but they don't make the cut. So this it's a it's a so it's a competitive thing, <laughs> what, what, what remakes end up going on the record, you know, and, and I don't want to do too many of them, too. You know, I kind of want to balance it out just to throw in a couple of strategic ones amongst the originals. So you got to yeah. really just pick the, the, the cream that rises to the top as far as which ones are really, um, you know, going to gonna, gonna stand out and kind of fit with the rest of the record. They have to fit, too. You know, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't have a certain vibe on the whole record and then throw in this one cover that doesn't match in the beat or the vibe, and it, it kind of has to coincide with the rest of the record. And that just all happens naturally as you're going through the process of recording it. You know as you go along, you know. It's trial. Okay. It's just trial and error. That's all it is. 
Okay. All right. So I have a phone call, but before I take the call, I just want to mention Ollie's comment in the chat room. He said about the song, um, if you were here tonight, um, he's going to be in Birmingham. He'll see you there, and he'll get a chance to hear the long version. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to be in uh, in Birmingham, Hoover, Alabama, uh, end of this month, July 30th. So I'm definitely going to be playing that that night for sure. Okay. All right. So phone. let's go to the phones. Miss Wanda. Hey, Wanda. Well, good evening, Miss Terry. Good evening. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? After, I'm good, and it's after 10, but you know I had to call and speak to my friend. <laughs> hey, Wanda. <laughs> How are you? I'm so glad you called in. How are you? I'm good, and you have outdone your again. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I just want you to know you got much. some you you've got some new fans. You've got some new ones. I That's good. Wait, That's what we want. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you know everybody know I always post the new artists with their new albums, my little instruments, put a couple of videos with it, you know, my little recordings. And when I posted yours and I put if you were here tonight, my timeline was flooded. People were like, I'm buying that. I'm buying that. I'm buying that. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's tremendous. You got, a lot of, you got a lot of old school people out here. And I don't know if you know it, but all I got to say is Vincent and Gala and people just love you. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your support, and thank you for uh, spreading the word of our music and uh, and being a proponent of the genre. We we, we appreciate that very oh, much. Yeah. And, Terry, you know what? I got to see Vincent twice last year. Ah, uh, yeah. I recently saw him last month. Um, or probably, actually, wow. yeah, last month. Yeah, I just saw him last month, so I enjoyed that's that. Right. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, actually definitely. made my... 2017 was my year because I got to see Vincent and Gala twice and Jonathan Fritzen twice. What can I say? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Definitely. Yeah. Double well, you have a Well, you have a good one, and you just, I just hope on every album that you put out in the future that you go back and add some old school like you did on this one. And you, you also did a great job on Love Zone, too, with Billy Ocean. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that one, too. I like that one, too. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Another uh, another hand-selected one, as we just talked about. But thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And thank you for calling in. It's always good to yes, hear from you. Yes, Beth, thank well, you. You're quite welcome. Well, you all have a good one. I'll talk with you later. All right, ma'am. You have okay. a good evening. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Wanda. All right, so Vincent, the next song is Not Meant to Be, and I want to read mm-hmm. what uh, Keith said about that. Keith Richard from the jazzworld.com. He says, I actually had to check to see if Norman Brown was playing guitar here. Nope, Vincent is ripping it up, and I have to say, if he wanted to do an album that featured his guitar skills, then he would have a top 10 guitar album. Wow. Wow. All right. Tell me about Not Meant to Be. Well, it's funny you're mentioning this one or playing this one because uh, 
This is one of my personal favorites on the album. And uh, I don't know really what to say about this song. It's just some of these songs just take on a life of their own. You know, it's kind of yeah. beyond my control. They just uh, Sometimes I'm amazed how these things just come together. You know, it's almost like another force is, is doing this on my behalf. It's crazy. So, um that this this one came last on the record. I was I was kind of nearing completion of the whole project and I needed something to close out the record and I came up with this one day when I was sitting at the piano. You know, a lot of ideas start when you're sitting at the piano and that's that's how it happened with this one. And I wanted to do something with the guitar where I had two guitar parts. So there's actually two guitars on this song. It's two different guitars. And they're playing uh, separately at times, but most of the time they're playing that that they're playing that line together, the main the main hook of the song. It's 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 two different guitar parts that come together like a jigsaw puzzle, and I kind of wanted to do something creative like that. Okay. And then it goes into this kind of moody section, this very kind of vintage vibe type thing. You get the synthesizer, and it just kind of I wanted to take it to a whole different dimension. You know, I kind of wanted the listener's ears to go off and, you know, that's the thing about instrumental music. You know, there's no lyrics to dictate what the song's about. So mm -hmm. it's really up to the listener to decide what the song's about. And, you know, you're, when, when there's no lyrics, you're free to just let your imagination go. And I think that there's a, this, this section of the song kind of is really open to interpretation, you know, whether people are thinking about love or if they're thinking about heartbreak or happy times, sad times, whatever they're thinking about, whatever the imagery that comes to mind, um, it's going to do something different for everybody else, you know. But in my case, the song is, is more of, of what the title suggests, not meant to be. After I listened to the song, it kind of reminded me that, you know, sometimes in life there are things that we have to accept that are not yeah. going to be meant to be. And you just have to kind of realize that and you have to go with it. They're beyond our control. And that's why there's, there's kind of like a, a sad tone to the song, but then there's a happy tone to the song. So I think part of that is even though stuff is not, even though there might be a circumstance that's not meant to be, we have to accept it. There's always a positive that comes out of it that we might not see at first. And uh, so that's 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 kind of what the song represents to me. So it's it's okay. very personal in that respect. All right. Here and by the way, not, this is not. I just want to say it's that's not based off any kind of specific personal experience at all. It's not, these these songs don't really come from personal experience. I don't get inspiration from actual events that happened in my life. Really, these are just. Okay. I'm I'm imagining someone else it happening to you know sometimes oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's strange so it's just that's just how it is songs remind me of different things and I just think that that was an appropriate title for the song so okay cool all right this is not meant to be featuring Vincent on guitar. <laughs>
Vincent Ngala on guitar on that song, Not Meant to Be, from his brand new release, Personal Touch. Definitely pick this one up. This is definitely a must-have for your collection. Man, so good, so good. All right, Vincent, where are you playing next? I'm going to be in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, June 30th, at a place called The Perfect Note. Jazz club yeah. down there. It's my first time playing there. I, I've never been down there before, so I'm looking forward to uh, debuting the show down there. Well, and gonna then, um, <laughs> we're gonna have fun for sure. And then in August, we're doing a um, the first ever of its kind. Um, Rick Braun is having a European cruise getaway. Mm-hmm. It's not like the traditional uh, jazz cruises that we're used to. It's a smaller ship. It's only like 80 cabins. It's a riverboat cruise, and it's going to be sailing down the Danube River, um, or the Danube. I still don't know how to say it. <laughs> but, uh, whatever. I, when you said that, I thought about the, what you were saying on the ship. <laughs> remember right. the interview you had with Q? <laughs> yes. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> but it's leaving out of Nuremberg, Germany, and it's sailing down the river. I'm not going to say the name again in case I mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it ends in Budapest, Hungary. And it's me, uh, Rick Braun, and Peter White. It's just the three of us. So um, it's going to be a tremendous time and a little more of an intimate experience because there's only 80 cabins. It's a smaller <laughs> ship, but very, very elegant from what I understand. And a lot of people love these riverboat cruises. And he's he's going to turn this into a an annual thing, his next riverboat cruise. He's having Jonathan Butler and uh, Richard Elliott. So it's going to be a lot of fun to kick off the inaugural cruise with Rick and Peter. Uh, September 1st, I'll be in uh, Jamesport, New York, at the Jamesport Vineyards. I was there last year. We had a blast. Beautiful venue, winery in Long Island. Uh, September, I'm headed back to the Pizza Express Jazz Club for three nights. I've done a kind of a residency there the past three, four years. Always great to return. European audiences are fantastic. London's a great city. And then from there, I head to uh, Madrid, Spain. I'm doing the uh, Smooth Hot Jazz Festival. It's a new contemporary jazz festival that they're starting up in Madrid. So uh, a lot of international stuff this year, which is cool. We just got back from the cruise. And then um, a couple weeks prior to that, I was in Mallorca, Spain for the Mallorca Jazz Festival. So mm-hmm. Europe four times this year. <laughs> which is yeah. crazy, but uh, nonetheless love uh, the European audiences and I love their enthusiasm for music. And uh, we're adding new dates all the time. If people want to take a glance over at vincentingala.com, you go on the tour schedule and we'll uh, find out when we're coming to your city for sure. Uh-huh. All right. And let everyone know what they can find you on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I don't do Twitter. Uh, I'm not a Twitter person, but uh, Facebook and Instagram, Vincent Ingala for both of them. That's my handle on social media. Nice and simple. <laughs> okay. I'm going to close yeah. the show with Dream Girl, and this is what Keith says about that. If you are ready for a slow jam, then Dream Girl will fulfill that desire. It has a new age feel, especially with the lead piano. Ingala's musicianship is on full display here. It actually seems like the sax and piano are performing a choreographed dance. The song is four minutes long, but I could have used another two minutes. So in short, the whole CD is just too short, Vincent. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, this guy wants uh, the 12-inch the versions of all these songs. That's right. Me too. <laughs> the extended mix. <laughs> me That's too. Great. Okay, tell me about Dream Girl. Well, he's kind of he kind of hit it on the nail on the head with the, with the description because I always like to do a uh, a little featured piano track on the record. You know, on my Can't Stop Now CD, that track was Read Between the Lines, and on my uh, Coast to Coast album, that track was a song called Love on Hold. And okay. it's usually a song that is that features the the piano and the sax is kind of intertwined. But on this one, I wanted to do the um, a little duet between the soprano saxophone and the piano. I thought that was a nice combination. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. And, Very nice. Uh, yeah. I was actually going to call this song Personal Touch. Oh. And the other one was going to be called Dream Girl. Because Personal Touch, I'm thinking of the piano. Like, you know, uh, like when the people say, you know, tickle those ivories on the piano, you know, or the personal yeah. touch, you know. But, uh, but the more I thought about it, I wanted to switch the title because it's very dreamlike and it lends itself to, uh, you know, daydreaming. And, you know, again, the imagery could be whatever you want. It's just a title at the end of the day. But I think that the soprano and the uh, piano were a nice combination of each other, and they both kind of complement each other. They play around each other and uh, just took on a life of its own. So that's Dream Girl. All right, I will close the show with that, but I want to uh, first read the last part of Keith's review. He ends it by saying, I know we are still early, but I will predict that Personal Touch will be one of the top 10 albums of 2018. It has a little bit of everything, up-tempo jams, slow songs, and excellent remake choices. This is an album that you will enjoy from beginning to end, You will be able, and you will be able to purchase it um, on the website, vincentengala.com. Thank you, Vincent, again, for another uh, opportunity to interview you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Terry. I always love coming on the show with you. And um, thank you for being a mascot for our genre. You've interviewed so many people over the years, and you've gave us so much opportunities and plugs, and you're always promoting our music, and we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't be able to continue or keep performing without you know support like yours so it means the world to us so thank you very much appreciate it oh it's my pleasure my pleasure and uh, one last comment from ollie j in the chat room vincent is deep (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it i guess you could say that i'm a a sort of a deep guy if you say that you know you're a deep guy with an old soul that's it that's it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's All great. Right. <laughs> All right. Thank you again. I appreciate it. And you have a good evening. And say hello to your parents for me. Absolutely. And hope, hopefully we'll see you in Vegas at some point this year. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, that would be nice. I hope so, too. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Vincent. All right. Talk All right. Thank you, Sean. All right, saxophone is Vincent Ngala's new CD. It's called Personal Touch. Definitely check that out. I'm telling you, it's a must-have for your, your collection. Don't pass this one by. You can find it on his website, vincentngala.com, iTunes, and Amazon. Thank you, Ali J, for hanging out with me this evening and the guests as well. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz, and I look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. This is Dream Girl.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen, on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz, and visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.